There are scares here with big eyes. Anna Whaley. Welcome to Two Creepy Bees, a podcast where two sisters obsessed with the macabre talk spirits, urban legends, aliens, and the occult. Essentially, anything that tingles your spines and bumps your gooses. I'm Bailey. And I'm Bethany. And we're your two creepy co-hosts. I feel weird. Because <laughs> you're right next to me, I can see you. Okay, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Two Crepe. Biz. Hey guys, guess what? <laughs> We're looking right at each other. Really uh, creepy. I feel a little uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Bailey's in Tucson. And so is Tom. And that's great. Just Bailey's right here and she's part of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So this is our first time recording of like of well, one, Bailey living in Tucson and us just being next to each other. So be prepared for some awkward moments. The scratch that. It's already on. It's already going. Yeah. Thank you for bearing with us these past few weeks. And I hope that y'all enjoyed the spooky short for the last episode. I did. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. I liked that story a lot. And Bailey proposed it. So I'm happy that she found that story. And I had a good time reading it and hope y'all had a nice time listening. I know I had a great time. Oh, your voice. oh, thank you. Oh, I know. So soothing. So soothing. Ooh. Well, Bailey, why don't you tell our listeners what topic we'll be covering today? So this episode, we are going to be discussing the Whaley House. And <laughs> I always have to do that. So for our uh, paranormal connoisseurs, uh, the Whaley House is probably somewhere you've already heard of because it is referred to as the most haunted house in America. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're going to discuss the history of the Whaley House and touch into the history of the Whaley family. Uh, and then, of course, we are going to talk about all the ghosties that reside in the Whaley House. Yep, yep, yep. We thought it would be a good episode to do a West Coast haunting mm-hmm. since, you know, we both are on the now West Coast. We're, we're West Coast babes, right? Well, I mean, technically we're Southwest, but close enough. Yeah. Maybe we should have done an Arizona haunting. Oh, well. Oh, well. Hindsight, 2020. Don't worry, though. There's plenty of time. Yeah. And we can actually visit these things, these mm-hmm. places together. So mm-hmm. that'll make the episodes better. Well, that's why we contemplated even doing this episode because we're like, oh, well, we're going to go. Maybe we could go because we're so close now. Like seven hour drive. Hey, it's a lot closer than like 24. That's true. Wait, it's even longer. It's like 30 some from Pittsburgh. Oh, well, yeah, it's way longer than it's like, yeah. yeah, it's a long drive. But yes, it is closer. But I don't know where I'm going to have the money to go to San Diego anytime soon. (laughs) So if we do go there, which I hope we do, because another spooky bucket list thing, we'll definitely report on it. We'll let y'all know how that goes. But for now, we're just going to tell you about it. Mm -hmm. You want to kick us off with some history? You know it. So when most people think of San Diego... Images of white sand beaches, beautiful weather, 
and cultural as well as artistic attractions typically come to mind. But for paranormal connoisseurs like yourselves, <laughs> the city beckons us with its dark history and very spooky places. Nowhere is more famous, or should I say infamous, to dark tourists in San Diego than the Whaley House. The Whaley House is one of the most famous haunted houses in the United States, as well as the world. Time Magazine once called it the, quote, most haunted house in America. The Whaley House was quite an important staple in the history of San Diego. Over the years, the building has acted as the city's county courthouse, San Diego's first commercial theater, a granary, and a general store, along with housing the Whaley family who built the home. Uh, they lived in the home from 1857 until 1888, and again between 1909 and 1953. In September of 1855, successful businessman Thomas Whaley purchased the property, which had been the site of the hanging of the infamous Yankee Jim Robinson, which took place in 1852. Interestingly, Whaley had been present at the execution. Obviously, this didn't deter him from purchasing the property, but perhaps it should have. Oh, I think that's so morbid. <laughs> just like, how shortly after? Okay, so five years after he witnessed it, he's like, yeah, cool. Yeah. All right. Sweet. Bad juju's probably gonna get five yeah, years. Five years, bad juju. I'll clear it out. <laughs> Thomas Whaley first built a single story granary on his new lot in May of 1856 with bricks manufactured in his own brickyard. Then in 1857, he completed an adjacent two story residential dwelling for him and his wife, Anna. The Whaley House. <sighs> bum, bum, bum. The Greek Revival-style brick home was designed by Whaley himself and was proclaimed the, quote, finest new brick block in Southern California by the San Diego Herald. It also happens to be the first two-story brick building in San Diego. That same year, Thomas Whaley built a third building on his property, a general store. But after realizing that the location was too far from the center of the community, he relocated his general store and rented a building on the plaza. Thomas and Anna Whaley had three children within the first few years of living in their new home. Francis Hinton, Thomas Jr., and Anna Amelia. Oh. Unfortunately, Thomas Jr. died in the home at only 18 months of scarlet fever. Oh. That was in 1858. More tragedy befell the Whaley family when that same year, Thomas's general store burned to the ground due to arson. Oof. Yeah. Talking about, like, adding insult to injury. Yeah. Why would someone purposely burn down the general store? Especially, like, yeah. I don't know, poor little baby son died that same year. Yeah. This was just, like, a rough time. In life, too. I feel like any story that we cover from this time is just full of tragedy, like the Winchester yeah. family. Yeah. It was a rough, rough time. Victorian era, man. Yeah. Devastated by the loss of Thomas Jr. and then the general store, the family moved to San Francisco, where Thomas Sr. and Anna Whaley had three more children. George Hayes Wrinkled, Violet Eloise, and Corinne Lillian. These names are so elegant. They are. <laughs> Corinne Lillian. 
<laughs> but also George Hayes wrinkled. <laughs> yeah, it's very long. <laughs> However, due to a devastating earthquake in 1868, the family was forced to move back to the Whaley House in San Diego. From October of 1868 to January of 1869, the Tanner Troop Theater operated out of the front upstairs bedroom. Hmm. The San Diego County Courthouse utilized the former granary in August of 1869 and rented three upstairs rooms for record storage. That's like so weird. Like, so while they were living there, there was a theater yeah. and a courthouse. Casual. I would just be like, I'd be oh. a nightmare. I'd be like, I want to go to sleep. It's 2 a.m. and these people are still rehearsing. Yeah. I would not be a fan. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, me either. I wouldn't be a fan. So, unfortunately, tragedy continued to follow the family throughout the years. This time to Thomas's and Anna's daughter, Violet. Two weeks into her marriage, while on her honeymoon, Violet woke one morning to find her husband was gone. It turned out that he was a con artist and had only married her for her large dowry, which he thought he would collect upon marrying. Due to the restrictive societal standards of the time period, Violet was essentially shunned by polite society upon returning home, not only without her husband, but unchaperoned. This was something proper ladies simply did not do in the 19th century. Victorian society. Man, I hate that. I know. Was her husband like a piece of garbage? And I hate him. (laughs) And then, like, just all, like, after going through that horrible tragedy, like, just like heartbreak, she goes back home and, like, everyone's sticking up their freaking noses to her because she showed up without a husband and unchaperoned. (sighs) What a. What a woman. She's off on her just own. walking around by herself? How dare she? The nerve. Oh. Violet's divorce was finalized approximately a year later, but Violet never recovered from the public humiliation and betrayal and suffered deeply from depression. Violet committed suicide on the Whaley property by shooting herself in the chest with her father's thirty-two caliber revolver on August 18th of 1885. She was just 22 years of age. Her suicide note reads, Mad from life's history, swift to death's mystery, glad to be hurled anywhere, anywhere out of this world. That's heartbreaking. I know. The story of Violet Whaley breaks my heart. Um... I remember you were like telling me from what the the museum's website said about how she asked for her dad's key like for something and they didn't know why she wanted like key to a cabinet and that's where he stored his guns and apparently like returned the key and you said like she was half like the happiest she had been in yeah, a long time. Really- mm-hmm. Was on record saying that she that was the happiest he had seen her in a long time mm-hmm. and that's just unfortunately um very common yeah. with people who are planning suicide mm-hmm. yeah no violet's story breaks my heart every time and i think it's just this period in time really enrages me because that's a time when people are supposed to be supportive of people in their community when they are going through a rough time, but no, because of society, like she just 
it was almost as if it was her fault. People blamed right. it on her. And yeah. it just, it's ridiculous. And they, they did so much harm. Mm-hmm. And just. I mean, it was, there was no fault of her own. No, absolutely not. <sighs> well, moving on with the rest of the history. Just five years later, Thomas Whaley passed away in 1890 at another of his San Diego residences. Over the next 63 years, three more Whaley family members would pass away in the Whaley house. Anna Whaley in 1913, Francis Whaley in 1914, and Lillian Whaley in 1953. In 1956, the County of San Diego assumed ownership of the battered Whaley house and undertook its renovation. Although the Whaley House has been a California historical landmark since 1932, the house was formally dedicated a historic house museum on May 25th, 1960. So they're coming up on a, a reunion. Yeah. Well, a reunion. An anniversary. An anniversary. <laughs> a reunion. No, I know. Of spirits. Reunion of spirits. And the museum has been open to the public ever since. Mm -hmm. Every year, over 125,000 people visit the Whaley House, with guests traveling from across the globe to experience this celebrated museum, some of whom visit with hopes to peek into the dark and the very haunted past of the Whaley family. And sometimes, to their horror, they receive exactly what they wished for. Ooh. Uh -huh. Oh, holy crap. That was so heavy. And, whew, yeah. It's not really going to get much lighter from here. <laughs> well, so, obviously, there was a lot of tragedy within the Whaley family and within the Whaley house. And that often can lead to some hauntings. Yeah. So, who are the ghosts of the infamous Whaley house? Well... Let me introduce you to them. <laughs> I hate myself. Um, like a game show. <laughs> yeah. First up, um, so I got a lot of this information from the Whaley House Museum itself. They have a really awesome website that details the history, the haunted history, and the ghosts and sightings themselves. So there's a lot of great quotes um, and personal uh, firsthand accounts from people that I've visited. And it's really awesome. I suggest looking into it. But yeah, they also have a bunch of ghost pictures. Yeah, yeah. And if you go, you can submit your ghost pictures. So that's super cool. Maybe we can add some of the ghosty pictures to the bloke. You know we got the bloke. Okay, anyway, so one of the first documented ghosts at the Whaley House is that of Yankee Jim. So the man who, as we learned earlier, was hanged where the Whaley House was eventually built. So Yankee Jim, a.k.a. James Robinson, was convicted of attempted grand larceny in 1852, and he was then hanged on a gallows off the back of a wagon on the site where the house now stands. The local newspaper at the time reported that, quote, he kept his feet in the wagon as long as possible, but was finally pulled off, end quote. Mm. <sighs> Apparently, it gathered the, the hanging attracted quite a large crowd well, I so think back then back then hangings were like public a, executions were 
pretty popular. It was like going to the movies for them. Like people brought their kids. Anyway, I don't want to get any more depressed. So, okay. So apparently shortly after moving into their new home, the Whaley family began hearing heavy footsteps moving about the house. Thomas Whaley himself even described them as sounding as though they were from the boots of a large man. Thomas was the one to propose that it was the spirit of Yankee Jim. According to the Whaley House Museum site, Lillian Whaley, the Whaley's youngest daughter, who, as we learned, lived in the house until 1953, quote, had been convinced the ghost of Yankee Jim haunted the old house. A guest of the museum back in, way back in 1962, said that, quote, the ghost had driven her family from the visit there more than 60 years earlier. Her mother was unnerved by the phantom walking noise and the strange way the windows unlatched and flew up. So I guess it's like her family had been a guest of Lillian Whaley's because she said 60 years earlier. Like, you know what I mean? That's well, like... Said... Huh. I know. A guest of the... Maybe, like, they knew the Whaley's. It's a little confusing. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, and so I'm thinking that perhaps that like, they were actually guests there, and this woman came back and went through a tour. So that's really interesting if that's the case. The website didn't go into detail about that, so I'm just maybe assuming... Maybe they visited in 1962, and, like, I don't know. In more than 60 years later. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Maybe I'm just interpreting this all wrong. All Either way. Know, <laughs> there were phantom walking noises and windows flew open mm-hmm, mm-hmm, when yeah, this yep. guest was there. Yeah, so very spooky. But she had returned. That's all we know. anyway so some other visitors to the whaley house have reported encountering thomas whaley the former curator of the museum june reading said quote we had a little girl perhaps five or six years old who waved to a man she said was standing in the parlor we couldn't see him but often children's sensitivity is greater than an adult's but adults, too, have reported seeing the spirit of Thomas, often on the upper landing of the stairs. One visitor to the house said he was, quote, clad in a frock coat and pantaloons. The face turned away from her, so she could not make it out, and suddenly it faded away. Ooh, pantaloons. Pantaloons. I mean, I'd be pretty freaked out if I saw someone in pantaloons. What is the difference between pants and pantaloons? I think they're fluffier. Like, I think they're just, like, billowy. Yeah, Google that. But I think they're just, like, billowy. I don't know. Maybe I'm totally wrong. I thought that pantaloons were just a fancier name for pants. Pants versus pants. Tell us. So, as the noun, as nouns, that sentence doesn't make sense. Difference between pants and pantaloons is that pants... Okay. Who wrote this article? I don't know. I think they were having a seizure. (laughs) Oh, no. Or they were drunk. Fair enough. Yeah. Pants versus pantaloons. I really want to know. Why don't you continue and oh, get back okay, to Okay, okay, sorry. Okay. I got really invested in understanding what a pantaloon is. Anyway, so Anna Whaley's ghost has also been reported. Most often it is seen in the downstairs rooms or in the garden. According to the museum, in 1964, Mrs. Whaley's spirit appeared... Um, appeared to television personality Regis Philbin, and he is quoted saying, 
All of a sudden, I noticed something on the wall, Philobin said. There was something filmy and white. It looked like an apparition of some kind. I got so excited I couldn't restrain myself. I flipped on the flashlight and nothing was there but a portrait of Anna Whaley, the long-dead mistress of the house. <gasps> so did you find it out? Still? Okay. I like how excited Regis Philbin got about seeing a filmy white ghost. Mm-hmm. I personally would be horrified, but happy he had a good time. When trousers of a similar style became popular, so breeches and stockings were replaced by long trousers. When trousers of a similar style became popular during the Restoration in England, they became known as pantaloons. Oh, so they're just trousers. Fashion over the years changed, but pantaloons continued to be the word to refer various types of trousers. And then we Americans clipped the term to pants. Okay, so I was right. Oh, okay. I know everyone was really curious about that. Yeah, I'm Um, sure everyone was as invested as we are. Um, I guess whenever I think of pantaloons, for some reason I think of like those really puffy pants that were just like super... Like clowns wear? Well, not quite. It was like very unflattering to the thighs. It's like the thighs were super thick and then they had tight stockings around the bottoms. That's what I envision, but I don't know why Thomas Whaley would be wearing that. That's Maybe that's a breech. What breeches are. Maybe that is what breeches are. I'm gonna look. Because we apparently can't get enough of the history of pants. God damn. Breeches. Alright, well, I'm gonna keep going. So the ghost of a woman whom people believe to be Violet Whaley has been felt in one of the second floor bedrooms. So when visitors enter the room, they have reported intense feelings of grief or sorrow. And um, people have also reported hearing the cries of a woman throughout the house. So others have reported seeing or feeling the presence of a woman in the courtroom area. Quote, I see a small figure of a woman, one visitor said, who has a swarthy complexion. She is wearing a long, full skirt, reaching to the floor. The skirt appears to be a calico or gingham, small print. She has a kind of cap on her head, dark hair, and eyes, and she's wearing... Dark hair and eyes. I said that weird. Dark hair, surprise, and eyes. Um, <laughs> and she's wearing a wearing gold hoops in her pierced ears. She seems to stay in this room. Lives here, I gather. End quote. Hmm. Very specific description of a ghost. Yeah. Again, these people are all just like chill about it. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't be that relaxed. Oh. Oh. Oh, Percy. Anyway, apparently none of the Whaley's fit this description of the woman, but the house was rented out to many people in the past. So who knows? It could be the spirit of a previous tenant or something of that nature. Another presence reported by visitors and museum docents is that of a young girl who is usually seen in the dining room. Urban legend states that this is the ghost of a playmate of the Whaley children who accidentally broke her neck on a low-hanging clothesline in the backyard. Dear Lord. Yeah. And whose name was either Annabelle or Carrie Washburn. Very different. There are no historic records of any child dying in this way at the Whaley house, nor is there a record of any family named Washburn residing in San Diego at the time. But it was believed that the legend was started by a one-time employee of the Whaley House in an effort to add to the house's mystique. Mm. 
Mm. But so it'll be Eli. Likely. <laughs> but still, I thought it was worth mentioning. You never yeah, know. Yeah. It's, it's creepy. creepy and sad. All right. And finally, even the spirits of animals have been reported in the Whaley House. A parapsychologist reported that he saw a spotted dog, like a fox terrier, that ran down the hall, ears flapping and all, and into the dining room. The dog, he said, was an apparition. So when the Whaley's lived in the house, the Whaley's owned a terrier named Dolly Varden. <laughs> so perhaps this is the ghost of Dolly Varden. I'm sorry, I'm going to look up Dolly Martin and see if that was a real person, or they just give, like, very specific I know. dog names. They're, like, all of their children and even their dog just oh, there's had... there's a Dolly Varden trout. Oh, maybe the whaleys were, were big it. fishers? You like fishing? Where does the trout... Uh, it is a trout species of the salmonoid native to the cold water tributaries of the Pacific Ocean in Asia and North America. Oh. Interesting. So they named their dog after a trout. Mm-hmm. You know what? I've heard weirder. Yeah, it's not the worst. No, it's not. But yeah, that's all I got for Ghosts of the Whaley House. Um, it was actually surprisingly difficult to like track down like really specific hauntings. Uh, but I'm excited to get a chance to visit because we should do that. We should just do that this summer. It's only seven hours. We can just do a ghost tour of San Diego. I don't know what else is like super haunted in San Diego. But I really want to go because I'm sure that it just is a very somber feeling in that place, in that house, because of the tragic history. And, you know, I'm always down to maybe see a ghost. But that being said, I feel like I may regret what I wish for. Well, regardless, it looks like a very beautiful house. Yeah. And it is interesting historically. And also, San Diego's pretty cool. So it's not like it's a bad city to visit. Right. Well, it's also in Old Town, mm-hmm. which is pretty poppin'. Yeah, yeah. That's where me and Tyler, like, we went to San Diego once before, and we mm-hmm. went out bar hopping in Old Town, and didn't even realize, like, how close the Whaley house was. <sighs> I am but a fool. You probably just walked right past Probably, me. just drunk and like, do-do-do. <sighs> My ghosty senses should have been tingling. Yeah. Oh, well. Alrighty, so that's all that we have on the Whaley House for this week's episode. A nice little ditty to ease us back into our regular routine because as we said like a million times, this is our first time recording with each other in person. It's weird being able to look at you in the eyeballs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and this past couple these past couple weeks have been really crazy. Um, because as soon as Bailey and Tom got here. My parents, well, our parents were here, my parents, <laughs> our parents were here visiting. And so we were just running all around Tucson yeah. for like a week and a half. Toured to Tucson. Toured to Tucson. And we drank a lot and we ate a lot. Yeah. Lots of eating, lots of alcohol. And my liver is sad and my stomach is tired. My brain is fried. My, yeah, that as well. But, but regardless of that, how you like Tucson so far? I really like it. The weather's beautiful. Ugh. And yes. well, for now, just wait. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I well, I was told by Elena, who's yeah, from Pittsburgh, yeah, yeah, that uh, it's still better than Pittsburgh summer. Um, 
I don't know. Like, I mean, Pittsburgh summers are obviously, like, really hot. It's muggy. And humid. And humid. Yeah. And that's a bummer, but it doesn't really ever get above 90. Like, it's... It's getting hotter, though, there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely nice that it's not humid. I mean, in the monsoon season, which is, like, late... Like, it's, like, July and August, mm-hmm. it gets pretty muggy, and it's pretty miserable. It's, it's not great. It's still not as muggy as Pittsburgh by any stretch of the imagination but it's just i think it's also me and tyler don't have ac in our place we have a evaporative cooler which sucks but y'all um but yeah it's all right you'll survive yeah i'll survive Hmm. i like how much um outdoor activities are available i mean pittsburgh like there's stuff nearby ish Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And there's a lot of parks, but yeah. it's still not the same as wilderness, right? Mm-hmm. Like we, there's Mount Lemon mm-hmm. and the Mountain, mountain park. park. Yeah, you like to the west, you have Tucson Mountain Park. To the east, northeast, you have like the Rincons and Mount Lemon. And in mm-hmm. the south, you have like Madera Canyon. It, like right. everywhere you go, you are surrounded by like these awesome like mountains and. Mm-hmm. Desert parks, and they already saw a rattlesnake. I've lived here. Oh yeah. my god, it's almost three years, Dang. and I have. Ne- oh my god, and I have never seen a rattlesnake like while hiking. Like I've seen them in my car. First real hike. First real hike, and they see a rattlesnake. I don't know why I'm jealous. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't my first time seeing rattlesnake. Yeah, but it was. This bit's already seen one. Yeah. <laughs> Like what? I was seeing. I saw a rattlesnake when we were in California. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm hoping that it's like the desert. Either it's the desert welcoming us, or it's the desert saying, "Back up." Well, I mean, it is. Spring. You don't belong here. Oh no, no, no! The desert is very. I wouldn't say welcoming. No, <laughs> just spiny and spiky things and venomous things everywhere. I don't know. I, it's also springtime, and that's when rattlers are really. I want to see gone. some tarantulas, and I want to see a I Gila monster. I've never seen a Gila monster. Yeah, Elena <laughs> was telling me that you have to, like, go out into, like, the wilderness, and I'm not sure if in the desert wilderness, that's not something I'm sure I want to do. Yeah, same. I have seen a tarantula. That's, that's was really cool. Yeah. I was, I was out. Bug hunting, because that's a thing that you do as an entomology student. Right. And I was like, thought there was just this really big bug just walking across the parking lot in Milano Basin, and I like shined a flash. I was like, he's a mother tarantula. And I was like, such a noob. I was like, oh my God, everybody, a tarantula. And people were just like, yeah, 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 cool, great. I'm like, but, been there. But, tarantula. <laughs> They're super cool. Well, yeah. I think one of the cool, like, the coolest things is that. We're together now. Yep. And we are, like, really close to a lot of spooky places. I know. And we are both here in Tucson, and so is the Hotel Congress. Or Hotel Congress. I always put yeah. the in I mean, front of it. they, like, say it's, like, the Hotel Congress. But it's just Hotel Congress. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, no. Okay. Oh, I gotta hate myself. <laughs> But yeah, we want to plan a night where we can stay over at the Hotel Congress and try to do some ghost hunting. And then we're close to Bisbee, and there's a really famous haunted hotel in Flagstaff. I think it's called the Monty 
Not the Monte Carlo. <laughs> Monte Cristo. I don't fucking know. I feel like that's what I'm uh, Monte we'll Vista. Back. Monte something. And I want to stay there. Because me and Tyler, we were there and we drank at the bar. And I tried to be a jerk and like go exploring. But then I got nervous. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's going to be a lot of spooky Arizona touring around for us and really excited to share those experiences with you experiences with you guys and we have some exciting plans for the future we're hoping to incorporate some videos of our adventures of our plunders yeah because um our sound editor and designer tyler also my fiance yeah hello shout out (laughs) great job (laughs) he does a lot he is he also is a, a videographer and a yeah. really talented videographer. So yes. we're really lucky to have him um, as a part of our team. Yeah. And Bailey's husband, Tom, is also a really skilled photographer. And so we got a lot of things going on. And yeah. Got some talented members on our team. And then there's yeah. us. <laughs> and then there's us. We're just like. Good. Good. Aliens. Spooks. We like spooky things. Spooky things. We like ghosts and stuff. That is us. Um, I mean, we have our spunky personalities, right? (laughs) They're like seriously talented, like taking all these like beautiful things and creating art, and we're just like. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, maybe they should. Take over the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> they probably would do a better job. They probably would. All right, let's cut it here before anyone gets any good ideas. <laughs> Still love us. <laughs> well, thank you guys as always for listening. Um, this is a again a more short and sweet episode, but uh, now that we're together, we can do sky's the limit. Yeah, deep dives because we actually like hanging out with each other most times. So most times, yeah. yeah. So, well, thank you so much again for listening, and we will uh, be seeing you guys again in two weeks. Yes. Thanks for listening to our banter. Bye. Please, if you enjoyed this podcast in all things creepy, you can find us on your favorite listening forum, where, if you want to support us, you can like, review, and subscribe to help get the word out about our show. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest under Two Creepy Bees. You can drop us an email at twocreepybees at gmail.com. And finally, check out our website at www.twocreepybees.com. And remember, keep it creepy.